You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts Podcast, issue 81. I'm your host, Dan Ryan, and joining me this week are Mr. Evan Goldstein. Hello, hello. And Mr. Dean DeFalco. Polaroid Steady Stabilizer Gimbal System. <laughs> Leaving a very Matthew-shaped hole by his absence, Mr. Matthew Much, who's currently at a symposium in Boston. Actually, we, we can't knock him. He went, he's going to PAX. Come on now. If we no, could do that, we all would go. It's a symposium. I, I'm just hoping he brings me back some uh, a trillion beer. That's all I. That's all I want. Did you tell one him you wanted trillion. one? Because he'll try. I put it in the puzzle cuts dragon <laughs> cast thing that we chat on, whatever the hell that is called now. I did. Anyway, so uh, so some comic books came out this week, and uh, meh. So let's throw it back to the announcer guy and and the show. <laughs> Quick, nice. <laughs> no, this, yeah, it's a <laughs> short one this week. Now, there's, uh, we read uh, uh, an amalgamation of four books. Uh, some of us read Joyride. Some of us didn't. Some of us read Dark Souls. Some of us didn't. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple. But we're, Some we're, of us read Huck. Some of us didn't. <laughs> some of us read Huck. It's because Matt Mudge isn't here to rein it in. Oh, I know, man. God damn it. But unfortunately, it, we all read Gutter Magic. <laughs> I was going to say, unfortunately, <sighs> we all read Department H. So let's start there. Department oh, my H. God. It's depth. Yeah, you oh, just got shit. Holy shit. No, I didn't. Uh, oh, really, guys? Man. I, for a it's while, an I was like, what does the book? H stand for? Is it helium? Is it hydrogen? Because they're underwater? And- I'm actually kind of pissed off at Greg Rucka because <laughs> uh-huh. on the cover it says, terrifyingly good, Greg mm. Rucka. You know, if he should have said the book is terrifying because that could go either way and he would have been right. Yes. Now he's yeah. not right. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest. Looking at the cover of this book, there's uh, a slug line from uh, from Greg Rucka. That says terrifyingly good. Uh, the artwork looks pretty cool on the cover. Um, Murder six miles deep. Who killed the smartest man on earth? I was like, fuck, dude. Like, you guys picked some good books when I was out last week. I'm excited. And then I opened up the book and went, ooh, boy. Boy. Well, uh, we tried. You know, it I wasn't, started. Wasn't yeah. Trying. No, I know. I know. I, so, so let's start here with uh, with the the creative team, which is uh, Matt Kent and uh, Charlene Kent, and Matt Kent doing the uh, writing, Charlene Kent, uh, I believe, doing uh, the artwork. Right, all the art. Is there? I guess. Yeah. Are they married? Is that what it is? Was he like, I want to do something with you together, and she said okay, and then that happened. I I don't know. Do some research, Dean, while we're <laughs> while we're talking about this. But I'm uh, actually is is. It- is there a, a, like a, what's that page? Not It's not the... Uh, a Wikipedia page? No, it's not the Indicia. It's the, the credits page. No, not in the front, and I haven't scrolled through it again, but uh, no. as I'm Hang on, I'll, I'll look. Do you guys there isn't okay. a credits page. Oh, oh shit. So, well, anyway. Uh, anyway, so let's uh, let's start with the, the most glaring thing that, that jumps out about this book, and that is the artwork. And for the first page or two... I, I was kind of like, okay, we're kind of going with like watercolors on, on paper here. Like it doesn't even look like canvas; it looks like watercolors on like construction paper almost, like loose leaf almost. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
man, it just started grating on me like halfway through the book. I, I, I did not care for the storytelling in this book. Oh, like three pages in. Actually, that's a lie. Maybe six pages in where it went uh, black and white-ish. Mm-hmm. Where she's talking to uh, to the man that she doesn't understand why her father would trust him. And yes, how he got to the top of Department H, she'll never know. The really misproportioned everything. Mm-hmm. Like her face is off. His arms are like as long as his body. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. husband and wife team. Husband wife team. Okay. Um so basically uh, the the story it's a murder mystery, right? It's a murder mystery that happens to take place miles and miles underwater at uh Department H, which is this underwater uh research f- facility and the main character Mia uh we find out at spoilers at the end of the book uh that her father is apparently the smartest man in the world and he has been murdered by someone that is at this underwater research facility, and it's somebody she knows. One of them is a childhood friend of hers that they've had a falling out. Um, one of the people down there is her brother. There's another person uh, that's like a research scientist. And I found myself going through this book caring less and less as I turned the pages. I would agree with that. I started, yeah, I started off like, okay, I'm into it, and then... By the time I got to the end, I just, I just didn't care. I mean, and you could tell they really tried at the end there because there was an emotional scene. Mm-hmm. Like they really tried to shove it down your throat, and I felt nothing. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think it's because I'm heartless. I mean, I am. No, no, you're. I a don't sweetie. think that was the reason. Under, so. under your gruff exterior, there's a, <laughs> a, a chocolatey center of lovely. But a nougat-y center? A nougat um, I've been there. I enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> Ew. I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, so, Appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, so uh, there's a lot of comparisons between, um, oh like, God. what exploration would be in outer space versus what exploration is underwater. And I thought that was probably the, the best moment of the book when she was talking about how when you're exploring through outer space, it's weightless and there's there's nothing. So you you feel very free. And it's the complete opposite underwater. You feel the crushing weight of billions or millions of gallons of water up on top of you and you're seven miles from the surface and just that weight. I thought that was particularly well written. But other than that, I, it, this Honest, book I, did not I hook really me f- at all. I really feel if if the art was better, yeah, it, it would have like even if you left the same story, I think it would have been better. Like the even it would have made the story better. Yeah, because like there, that that scene or that dial that inner dialogue that monologue that she has with herself about the deep and then the stuff about her dad and I mean like there are moments in mm. this book. It's just that you, as you're looking at it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, it it just it took me right out of it. I I just I couldn't focus on anything else other than how much I was disliking the art as it continued to go on. And and that's unf- I I am sure there are people who love this artwork who uh mm-hmm. you know that that is their favorite artist, but I mean it it just it really didn't do it for me. It's it's almost like a painterly version of Chester Gould. Okay. If 
uh, the guy who drew Dick Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> in the original comics, you know, there's... I feel I feel like um, uh, what's Pocahontas? Do you remember that art style from the actual cartoon? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what they were striving for with everything, like facial features flattened, and it was just. I don't it's, know. It's it's very flat. There's no, surprisingly there is, enough, for a book called Depth, there's no depth to anything. This was poopy. <laughs> poopy. Poopy caca. Poopy caca. Yeah, um, I, it's a hard pass for me, man. I like I like Matt Kent's writing. He he does a lot of interesting stuff, and a, lo- a lot of his writing has a very like ethereal quality to it. There, there's a lot of weightiness behind mm-hmm. a lot of what he writes. He's, a, he's a heavy writer. He is. The, uh, man, just no. Just but, didn't grab me, man. No, I well, I don't think the story was necessarily bad. I thought it was somewhat interesting, but yeah, the art just made you not want to look at it. And if you can't look at it, I mean, you're not going to read it then. Yeah. Yeah, so a pass from the three of us. Sorry, Ding. Department H. Click. Okay, what's next? Not going to happen. Um, so next on the docket, I have uh, Gutter Magic number four, a book that we had really liked. Um, well, let, let, let's go through it. Uh, have, so, uh, honestly, did we ever really like it? I did. Okay. I enjoyed it. Um, written by Rich Doak, illustrated by Brett Barkley. Um, the, the story so far has been uh, Cinder trying to uh, find... Dr. Oppenheimer to get magic into his body pretty much. Uh, uh, you know, there's been some some goblins that have happened and uh, Shiver, who's like an undead woman fighting for the, what is it, the Conclave? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I've already forgotten. Um, he's been trying to get this connection. His whole family is fucking lousy with magic. They've had it up to their eyeballs with magic. Except for Cinder, he is the, the black sheep of the family. He is the the muggle of the family, if you will, to use One of the parlance of our time. And <laughs> he has been trying to to get magic. He's been trying to find Dr. Oppenheimer to perform a ritual for him, and finally he has found him. And, uh, man, this book just... Shit, did it wrap up the loose ends real quick in this issue. It was like, was, all right, we're that done. That's the problem, man. I mean... <laughs> oh, last issue. Whoop, done. I, that's what we were afraid was going to happen. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. was that. All right, but listen, like, no matter what, speed-wise, this book had one of the best images I've ever seen in a comic, and that is a Nazi <laughs> riding a dragon with a swastika on the side. Yeah, that was, I was pretty dope. I was just about to say, the sixth... <laughs> panel of this book is a giant red dragon with a swastika helmet being ridden Holy by shit, a it Nazi. Is the sixth. I thought you were being No, 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 really I counted. The sixth panel. <laughs> Fucking breathing fire, wrecking shit, you know, and we had talked about, I think, previously how this book sort of played on the stories that Hitler, uh, besides being a genocidal fuckhead, was also somewhat into the occult and mysticism and that sort of thing and was trying to find these uh, magical, you know, artifacts to use to help him further his Reich and take over the world. What, you know, what he felt was his his birthright and what he had to do. And the, the seventh panel is some Nazi wizards doing some wizardy shit. And uh, wizardry. Oppenheimer <laughs> is talking about, you know, how they didn't need, um, you know, 
more wizards, they needed scientists, and they needed to to create a new like I guess super wizard is pretty much what I got out of it. It's super wizard. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And that Don't I, mean, I did that pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you did. That yeah. ends up uh being Cinder's father, Cyrus, and they they perform the same ritual to all the rest of Cyrus's kids, but never uh never Cinder. So he's just pissed off about it and he threatens Oppenheimer, he points the gun in his face and Oppenheimer's like, "Dude, chill the fuck out. We're going to do the thing. Why relax? I didn't say it. I didn't say Lock no." It up. We're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're just you're going to find out it's not a great idea. And lo and behold, he starts to uh he starts to experience the connection with the world that is magic because we are all made of stars. <sighs> it's a nice thought. But yeah. he starts to And stars are made of us. Don't forget that part. Well, that that part is not in 2001: A Space Odyssey. It just ends with the <laughs> we are all made of stars. I'm made oh, of oh. jello. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do that, David. Fuck, that movie's good. <laughs> God damn it. I want to go watch that now. Anyway, um, so in the, in the middle of this experiment going on, uh, Shiver, or no, not Shiver, uh, oh, what is her name? It's Shiver's it, mom. Shiver's oh, mom. Uh, Morg. Morg. Morg, yes. <laughs> what a nice so, name. They're so creative. So 80s, so 80s metal. <laughs> Fucking wrote that shit. Like Shiver in the morgue. Shiver in the morgue. I drew it like Metallica on my book cover. Um, <laughs> on the back of your, your denim jacket. Oh, was that the name of your 80s rock band in your garage, Dan? No, God, I wasn't. I didn't have an 80s rock band. I had a 90s alternative band called Shade, though. It was fucking I dope. was really going to hope you were going to say you had That's a 90s real. underground rap group. Oh, we had one of those, too. My name was Killa Vanilla, you know, because I'm white. <laughs> I so want to believe that to be true, and I really, I think there's like an eighty percent chance it is true. No, no, the the shade part is true. The killer vanilla thing, not true at all. It's too much like Millie Vanilli. It really was. It was dope though. The S, like you would draw the little the the bottom curly Q, and it came all the way across and made like the the line in the H and the A and the E. It's fucking dope. Anyway, I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> We're friends. We we had a we had a song called "Too Much Coffee Man" because I like alternative comics. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so Cinder is attached to this machine. So Cinder's attached. Morg to this stops machine. him. Yeah. <laughs> Morg comes in, uh, turns off the thing. Uh, she takes possession of uh, of Cyrus because she's she's good with the magic, and uh, turns him into a puppet. Quite literally, uh, they draw green strings coming off of him, and she makes uh, Cinder shoot Oppenheimer in the fucking face. She's, she's mm -hmm. like pretty much a hardcore necromancer. Like that's her thing, right? I think yes. so. Well, what happens is, is what happened was they did the experiment on her daughter, mm -hmm. and she died. And they brought her back. And she brought her back. As shivers. Spoilers. Shivers kind of creepy though. Looking that knife and stuff. Yeah, not, she, not feeling it. She's kind of cool. So I mean, you know. So there's this. <laughs> there's black magic and bringing people back from the dead. And Oppenheimer, you know, gets killed and. She she offers him a spot next to her, like, hey, you could fucking join me. I need a living apprentice. All you have to do is shoot your goblin friend in the face. And uh, he's like, he says, bitch, um, <laughs> and punches her. <laughs> he decks her in the fucking face. And he's like, bet you weren't prepared for that, were you, bitch? All, he pistol whips her, and he's like, you got protection against every spell you could think of. You didn't think I'd pistol whip a bitch, though. 
And like, <laughs> damn, son. And then he gets he arrested. jumping around and shit. I don't know. Fucking... But then he gets arrested. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere. Yeah, I, Why didn't they arrest like her? Are they magic cops? I think so. It seems like they're magic they're cops. Like the, well, yeah, they're, they're like the uh, vegan police from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're called the Covenant. Apparently, um, there's not supposed to be any new wizards in the world because I guess that ended with the war. Okay. Yeah, I think and so. they're regulating it. So they kept Oppenheimer under close watch uh, so that he couldn't make any more wizards because I guess this was all his doing. So um, Morg had a vendetta with them. She ended up killing them. Uh, but Cyrus possibly was a wizard, so they went after him. Not Cyrus. Um, Cinder possibly might be a wizard because they don't know how far Oppenheimer's project went on him. So they arrested him until they knew further. But then apparently, spoilers for the last panel, he is connected and makes a glowy orb thingy. That was such and a cop-out way to fucking end the book. Yeah, I was. I really enjoyed this book up until like the last couple of panels. Like they really just ended the shit out of this book really quick. And unfortunately, I kind of colors everything I felt previously and... I don't think I would recommend this book well, now because the payoff just isn't there. That's the thing. It condemns the entire story that they built up before it, and that's such a terrible travesty because it was a good book. Yeah, I dug it, man. Like, I, I really, really uh, did. I, it's, Evan, now, it's now open for another story, which is what they're going to do. We sure. all knew that they were going to truncate this story ridiculously. I, I, so yeah, you think they're did. just going to let it? sit for a while and then hopefully pick it up if they see the sales do well enough. Yeah, I he he literally says, I'll show them gutter magic. And it, <laughs> it shoots and like blows the side of the building off. Like, boom, I'm out. Show Let's go. My dick. My gutter dick. <laughs> I said bitch. <laughs> see now the other thing about this book is too is that you you called her a necromancer and that is no longer a phrase that I can hear without giggling because of fucking Guardians of the Galaxy because now I just hear Ronan like in my head screaming necro pilots enact the immolation machines or whatever bullshit is <laughs> like the most ridiculously metal thing that's ever been said the most metally metal thing has ever oh been meddled god it really is actually enact uh, the immolation machine it's like fuck I want to go listen to Dying Fetus now what am I uh Friends in high school had a, like a black metal band uh, that they just got all the best musicians together in my high school for like a talent show, and mm -hmm. they called themselves Necro Wizard. And I was like, dude, that's dope as fuck, man. That's that's a good name. You guys win. No winning on name alone. No one fucking clapped because everyone in my high school was like poppy fucking tards. But wow. Like, Jeez. Yeah, that was a little harsh, but I, again, like no one really understood uh like what they were doing. Nobody understands me, man. Well, nobody understands my black metal. <laughs> like they were done and no one clapped and I was like, fuck this one. <laughs> clapping. Dean standing in the hilarious. middle of the auditorium on his chair. Woo! <laughs> uh, but it, it was the funniest thing ever. And I, That's they, awesome. they did some really dark shit. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they wore fucking like, ridiculous clown masks, too. It was great. It was fucking nice. great. It was basically Death Clock in person. This, nice. this actually explains a lot to me about Dean. Yeah, I wasn't no. in the band. No, no, but these were the things that you enjoyed in high school, sir. 
Shout out to uh, to my buddy Neil, who I don't actually think listens to the show, but uh, is the lead vocalist in a metal band called Krieg that has done uh, relatively well for themselves. So. Oh, wait, wait. Shout out to Krieg. Shout out to Marge. Who's Marge? Marge DeFalco? Yeah, it's her birthday. Oh, happy oh. birthday, Marge. Hi, Marge. Happy birthday. Uh, All right, so I'm name. like, who's Marge? It's not a real name. Well, I know. You, both of you have met her. That's. <laughs> I didn't call her Marge to her face. That would have been. No, you didn't. She's lovely. She is lovely. Anyway, uh, back, back to, to the, comic books. Back to the comic books. So, did either of you, uh, Jokers, read Dark Souls number one? Both of us did. And, did you? Uh, oh, well, okay. I read half of it. I... Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about Dark Souls number one. Well, have you played the game, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you you know that the game has very little story. Oh, yeah, no, it's just uh, go get killed by that thing and then try again. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I mean, this did... Pretty much the, the crux Rinse of and the repeat. Th- this did a somewhat better job of explaining what's going on than the 20-second teaser trailer at the beginning of the game intro. But not by much. No, not by much. <laughs> not by much. Uh, Dark Souls number one, The Breath of Endless. Uh, written by George Mann, artwork uh, by Alan Qua or Quay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dean, you pretty much you pretty much nailed it right there. Like Dark Souls, uh, Demon Souls, all all the Souls games, uh, they're pretty light on story. They're incredibly fucking hard games. They're very popular. Um, and honestly, I mean, I've played them. I don't get why they're as popular as they are. They're good. <sighs> I, I, I don't, don't I don't understand the the fervor around them. Masochists. <laughs> that must be what it is. Like, yeah, well, just because it's hard means it's good, right? Yeah. Because I can't. Oh, Back okay. in the day when games were hard, and you guys are just pussies now, and you play your shit with your infinite lives and regenerating health, and actually, we were men. People, we had three uh, lives. Yeah, that, we played all... Contra without <laughs> You're the cheat code. You're not too far off from what Elitist would say about that game. No, I know, I know. Um. I guess I do understand it then, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this comic uh, s- looks to cash in on the popularity. Uh, Dark Souls three just recently came out, right? Yes, a couple did months. Did you guys see the the fucking anim- animated short that they did for this by Eli Roth? Oh no, um, that was good. I mean, again, I do didn't like that guy. He's much, a but, fucking maniac. Know. But that's the thing. It, that was fucking dope as shit. This didn't feel very Dark Souls, though, because there wasn't a lot of blood and gore in this at all. No, I, I the the thing that stood out to me the most was the artwork. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought they did a really good job with it as well. I really, really liked the artwork. It reminded me very much, and I actually do say this with high praise, of late 90s Top Cow artwork. Um, mm-hmm. Like when the Darkness and Witchblade... We're at their very oh, peak. Oh, those are pretty dope, yeah. A little, a little more painterly, though. Yeah, this wasn't a solid. Yeah, but that, they, they, I, I fully agree with what you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I was looking at someone who was very, very influenced by that Sylvestri kind of style of artwork, and I thought, I thought it was pretty gorgeous for the most part. Um, but again, very much like Department H, as I made my way through the book. I found myself not giving a shit what happened. <laughs> Caring less and less yeah. as the panels go by. As the panels ticked by, I was like, all right, there's a labyrinth cave. And I was like, all right, that looks cool. And then 
All right, we're gonna fight, and like, oh, a zombie comes up, and a zombie. All right, so, so you, you, you and I are close in age. When that giant uh-huh. knight with the with the sun on his chest popped oh, yeah. in, did yeah. did the knights that Monty say knee? Oh my god, I couldn't stop. Like that, <laughs> okay. I was gonna get to that. <laughs> so, so she goes into this labyrinth cave, and all of her it seems to be her past trials, uh, which is how the Demon Souls and Dark Souls games play. You go and. You try to make your way through, and you get killed, and then you start over again and make your way through and get a little further. And it's actually, a, you know, what? it's it's these... more or less like Shadows of the Colossus, but with actual levels in between rather yeah. than just traveling. We call mm-hmm. yeah, we call these roguelikes, right? That's the yeah, more or less. Okay, so it's it's a roguelike style video game told in comic book form. Um, but as we're going through, she she starts to relive her past. She sees a, a brother or. Might be son. I don't son, know. Son, um, and she chases after him, and then a giant knight of knee shows up. And he's not actually one of the, he doesn't look like one of the knights of knee. He actually, he's got the son like it's King Arthur does. It's his general shape in, in the helmet. <laughs> well, he's I got, feel like at the end of this issue, he should have no arms no and legs. no legs. But a flesh wound. <laughs> cut your arms off. I'm invincible. You're a loony. <laughs> Fuck, you cannot start quoting this shit around me or even bring it up because this is just what we're doing now for the next hour. I will bring up the musical. Spamalot is the greatest thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. So magical. Um, but no, he's got the sun um, on his on his uh, cloak that King Arthur has in fucking Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean... Uh... <laughs> it's just like, dude, I mean, come on. What are you trying to get me to think of? Well, I mean, it, it's in the video game as well, but they just drew it really kind of. It looks, it looks yeah. The sun looks so angry on there, like medieval, that... medieval uh, fucking, uh, I don't even know what that's, costuming <laughs> was not the, that detailed. Armor? <laughs> the best part is that in the game, they're smiling. So because the knight was angry, the sun was angry. Aww. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> So, so she fights. Uh... <laughs> Don't do it. She fights if I went around call myself Emperor, because some watery bit lobbed a scimitar at me, they'd have me put away. I can handle this peril. Leave me here. I'll be fine. This is fine. I am your king. I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for king. <laughs> okay. Choo choo. Oh, Moving shit. along. So funny. I, no, go ahead. God we'll do this for the rest of the fucking thing. So she uh so she kills the knight of knee and uh and her little helper dude, I forgot to mad- mention him, uh, uh the scryer. The scryer, he's uh he's tagging along with her and uh she gave him a poppet that he she he, she would remember him by. Um, you know, again alluding to the fact that she has done this many times before. Uh, she gets in, and she finds the uh, the Dragon Knight. She finds Endulus, and they oh, have... Oh, I thought it was Hawkman. <laughs> she finds, yeah, fucking Hawkman. <laughs> and uh, uh, they just have a really long conversation with some, some really nice action scenes, like, put in there. And uh, and Scryer pops up from the fucking... From, like, waiting in the wings and stabs dude in the neck. And that's it. And they find the dagger, and she's like, all right, sweet, it's over. And he's like, oh, sweetie, no... No, no, the oh, Everlord no, no. is waiting for us and his weeping for it. And then it just gets so Dungeons and Dragons that I couldn't even stand it. And 
it's like again, it looks great. I mean, this book looks gorgeous. I really, really did love the artwork. Um, but not being a huge fan of the games, uh, this didn't do anything to change my mind. No, what the story needed to do was it needed to explain the prelude up to the games. Yeah. That's what it needed to do. But is there a story leading no, up to the games, yes, or did they just have to make it up? No, no, no. That's the thing. There is, because okay. what the the first like two pages we're trying to get at with uh, like trying to explain what the hell is going on is humans came along, humans started dying. People wanted to stop humans from dying, so they killed the dragons which apparently hold everlasting life <laughs> makes sense to me when i don't want to die the, kill that thing right when they <laughs> killed the dragons all that did was make it so that when people die they turn into zombies hmm. uh, and now in dark souls what you're, what you're doing is trying to undo all those bad things it's hard so you're trying to bring the dragon back fact. I, I, I've never fucking beaten one because they're so goddamn difficult. I'm trying to be Dark Souls. We're streaming it, and it's a huge pain in the ass because, one, the game's... Why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> uh, well, we got pretty far. We're, like, I think, uh, not to get too off track, like 16 hours, and we're more than halfway through. So, hey, we, we can do it. It's just, it's, it's, oh, God, it's so difficult and hard, and it's choppy as fuck. So, yeah. I think I this know. was the game when I went into a GameStop. And Someone I'm like, said I'm to buy that, and we said no. Well, no, the, he he gave it to me. I didn't talk to you guys. This was pre, you know, Geek Aid. And I was like, I, what should I buy? And they were like, here, Dark Souls, great game. And I'm like, okay, went home, came back. Whoa, fuck you. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to anyone? I haven't played video games in 10 years, dick. <laughs> I told you that in the store. <clears throat> Cunt Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah, so beautiful book. Beautiful book. I, I think the the story could have. If yeah. it's not even bad, it wasn't it's just even bad. Weird. Like it's, yeah. it's not right. Yeah, if you if you're a fan of dark star, dark star, dark stalkers, son of wow. a bitch. If, if you're a fan of World Star, <laughs> World go star watch some hit. fight videos. Jesus Christ! <laughs> if you're a fan of Wild Star, that old Jerry Conway fucking image book. <laughs> if you're a fan of Wild Stallions. Ooh, um, live. <laughs> No, if you're a fan of uh, Dark on. Souls or Demon Souls, um, yeah, like pick this up. I believe this. Uh, I believe this book was just for you. Uh, if you're like me and not a huge fan, um, yeah, I, I would say pass on this. So we're we're imagine this art in Department H. Yeah, like that's what yeah, I might wanted. Have been better. That's like with all the the swirliness of the like. There's a lot of gem covered, you know. Rocks as she's going through the, the caverns. And Department H art in the garbage. And <laughs> a la basura for my Spanish wow. friends. Okay. So three books, uh, three meh at best. Don't bother. Well, one of them was a no. Yeah, no, they're, yeah. The um, two mess and a no. All right, next. So you guys read Joyride. <laughs> I wasn't able to pick this one up. Why don't you uh, tell me about the book I apparently should have read? Uh, yeah, actually, out of if because I didn't read Huck, out of the ones I read, Joyride was probably the top one. Uh, for the main reason being, I was kind of just it was like a little free spirited book, you know. It moved, man. Yeah, no, it did, and it didn't feel like you know it was moving that quick. Like I was reading it, and I, it felt well paced, and then when I got to the end, I was like, "Holy shit, we got here really fast!" Yeah. Um, this the story is about this this couple of kids that are now in this like. 
in this environment that they're locked away from everything. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a <laughs> Earth uh col- not no actually it's not a colony. You live on Earth, but what um they've domed it. Yeah, what what the government did is they domed everything around the Earth, including half of the moon, and then on the other side of the moon that's sticking out, there's a giant railgun built into the fucking moon. <laughs> so, um, God basically, damn it, why didn't I read this book? You really yeah. should have read it. <laughs> uh, what, what they did effectively was they wanted to stop anyone on the outside from entering. And so they walled themselves off from the, the entire world. The universe. the universe. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> and um, it, they brainwashed into... In, to uh, I mean, that, well, no, I mean, it seems like it just became like the norm of society. I don't necessarily think that people were being brainwashed. I, well, I don't it, know that one girl. I, I, well, it's it's like um, what's uh, uh, what's the the movie with the military and they're fighting the big alien bugs? Oh, uh, can hardly Starship wait. Starship Troopers. <laughs> yes, can hardly wait. And no, Starship <laughs> Troopers. Like that was society. Nobody was being brainwashed. It would just became the thing, and it was just the norm. But of course, in this story, there is one free spirit and the guy who wants to nail her. That's what progresses the story. That does she... sound like Starship. Where the fuck <laughs> is Johnny Rico? God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it, it this, this story is about this girl wanting to get off world. And what she needs to do and what she does do is there's a, her boyfriend, friend, guy... Her friend zoned partner. I, I don't know. It sort of seems like they got a thing. Yeah, but I, I feel he's a little bit heavier on the relationship than she is. But anywho, she oh, convinces him. Yeah, she convinces him to take her onto like a, a transport area where they can get off world. She has arranged it so that she meets that she's going to hook up with an alien and they're going to take her and him away. Uh, unfortunately, she they get caught in mid-escape by a young up-and-coming military girl who goes fucking apeshit and starts flying after Dude, them. Dude, her first day on the job, and she just wanted it. She wanted it bad. Uh, you know, she captures them, but they are so far out, and her the other woman's like meetup shows up, and it turns out the people... The aliens that she was supposed to be meeting turned out to be slavers, so they were capturing Earthlings to to make them into slaves. But then, in a twist, it's the, a twist. the 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 slavers robot was the actual thing that she was talking to, and they steal the ship. They suck the alien right out of the ass end of the ship, <laughs> and they take off. <laughs> like it's a it's a free spirited, light hearted book. It was fun. I really it, it enjoyed was, it. It was a cool book. I I really liked it. I like the characters. They they're just all good. I, they're very stark contrasts of each other. Like the the army girl is different than the the one who wants to get away. Who's incredibly different than the boyfriend friend who really doesn't have that many lines in the book. But it seems like he's kind of a big deal. But he came in clutch because they have to take this transport off Earth to like the moon base and. She the 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 I don't even remember their names, but the the girl who wants to escape, she's in disguise, and as she's getting off of that ship, they're like, "We need your ID," and she's like, "Oh, I have it right here." And then her friend zoned guy's like, "Oh, there you are. We need you upstairs right away." And he's such a big deal that they just let her through. She didn't have an ID. She was fucked. She was gonna get thrown back to Earth, but because her friend zoned, 
they made it. I I think um he is on the the planetary gun. That's what sure. they made it sound like. Um because he apparently had some like deep dark shit to say about his job and what he did today and she was just like shut up, I bought you sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's Not actually what happened. That that those were more or less the lines. I mean, she said it a little more flowery, but yeah, that's pretty much the idea that was conveyed. So, yeah, I mean, I, this book could kind of unfold into something really good. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, it's only four issues. Oh, God damn it. I don't understand. I, I still don't understand what the point of it is. Like, uh, if, mm. if the point is her getting off world, okay, we're done. Because she's now in space. She's got a ship. She's, she's out. <laughs> book over. Book over. I, you know what this made me want to go back to now? Because I've been kind of holding off. I want to go back and read Sagas now again. Because this... Oh, fuck, Saga's so good. Right, but you know what the thing is? It went on hiatus so like good. three times, and I was like, you know, I, I can't. I can't right now. I don't want to fucking do it because I'm going to catch up, and then I'm going to get stuck. And now it seems to be coming out on a pretty regular basis again where, I, all right, throw me back in. So this was sort of like the addictive shot that I needed to get me back into Sagas. So if you like Sagas, I don't know. I mean, this kind of made me feel like they had some parallels. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Art right, was well. Art was good. Uh, storytelling visually was spot on. It's 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 a good solid book. I'll probably check out the next issue to see what the hell they're going to do because I really have no idea. I'm I got, sad I missed it. I I got nothing. So All good right. stuff. Well, buy Joyride. Fuck the other three books and buy this next book. I'm going to spoil our recommendation already. <laughs> well, whoa, <laughs> maybe no, no. <laughs> Huck. Number six, wrapping up the uh, the Mark Millar miniseries for Image Why Comics. Why is this a miniseries? Uh, well, because the story was told. Okay. That's how Mark Millar works, man. I, I was, yeah, he did kick-ass, He doesn't do he? ongoings. Yeah, like that, that's, yeah, that's just his M.O., man. I mean, it sucks, but... Mark, how many kick-asses were there? Weren't there three. like four or six? Four. <laughs> there were three, three kick-asses and a hit girl. So there you uh, go. Series. Well, that means that... Huck could and have a chance of back. returning. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the book was this good. Is, this is all Matt's fault. I'm upset with Matt now for introducing <laughs> us. He's not even here. Son of a bitch. God damn it. So, <laughs> all right. So, Huck, uh, written by Mark Millar, art by uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Um, we got to give credit uh, to Dave McCaig, the colorist. Yeah, Dave McCaig. Uh, solid, doing solid coloring work in this book. Yeah. Yeah, well, and you can't leave out Nicole Boos or Rachel Fulton, the editor and assistant editor, while we're at it. <laughs> um, or Vincent Kakua, the production artist. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the credits page. So. Now you're just being a dick. Because you know of none of those Emilio people Emilio Batista, the digital sales associate. I fucking love that guy. Or Tom Emilio. at the McDonald's, who sold uh, Raphael Albuquerque's McMuffin this morning. Okay. Uh, Huck number six, like I said, wraps up the miniseries uh, where we pick up Huck and uh, his mom, who also has powers, uh, are being, they're fucking fighting Android 18 and 19, and uh, they're over in Russia. That's right, a Dragon Ball Z reference. Yay. I figured you didn't get enough of that on Twepcast. Yeah, yeah. Hooray, thank you. The Red Ribbon Army. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Damn it, Puzzle and Dragons. Bring the Dragon Ball Z collab over here. Oh, For yeah, that'd be dope. sake. I just Stop want Goku. Stop it. <laughs> 
just want Majin Buu. I'm begging you. <laughs> no, we, we, got, we got 20 minutes. You could throw in some we puzzles got, and dragon filler. You know, it's all good. We got it's all good. time. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Huck and his mom are uh, fighting these two uh, AIs while the uh, Orlov, the scientist professor guy, the Russian guy uh, who created everybody mm-hmm. pretty much, mm-hmm. is uh, is trying to get out of this facility and um, the the female AI in like the second page of the book jumps at Huck's mom holding a missile and like fucking throws it at her. She apparently they had one on display in like mm-hmm. a statue sort of thing. She's just like fuck it, I'm gonna hit you with that. And, and grabs it. They start fighting. Huck freaks out. He's fighting. Uh, he's fighting this dude. The uh, the fight scenes are really great because Albuquerque's art is amazing. Um, Orlov is trying to get away, and he's saying, you know, I'm transferring all my work. If we've ever going to be invaded, I we had this plan. I can transfer all my shit uh, to backup computers, which will come into play in a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, so Huck is, is fighting this, this dude, and he gives him a pretty badass line. He's like, you know, you're slowing down. You're getting tired. You know what never gets tired? A machine. And then he fucking wails Huck's face. And um, they're just they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Like it's it's two, three pages of just kicking the shit out of each other. And then uh, unfortunately, mom is powerless because her hers is like control. Mental. Yeah, but like you got to touch, and they're robots. There's none of that going on. <laughs> yeah, no, there is there is absolutely not. No touch. What what there is is a very angry corn-fed fucking white boy with Holy powers <laughs> watching his mom getting wailed on and he just fucking snaps and breaks this dude hand this dude's hand and like yells at him stop hurting my mom <laughs> fucking it's like uh Chris see you Penn heard it that way Reservoir i heard dogs. it i heard it this way tell her to stop hurting mom because the last issue or the two issues ago bearded robot Faked being his brother, so yeah. he still believes. <laughs> According true. to that bubble, <laughs> <laughs> this is my brother that I'm punching. The- I don't know. Every time I see something like that, I can't not read it in Christopher Chris Penn's voice from uh, Reservoir Dogs. At the okay, end. stop pointing that gun at my dad. <laughs> I just can't not do it. It's so funny. Oh, oh he's dead. Auto asphyxiation. Auto erotic asphyxiation. Wait, Chris Penn is dead. Yeah. Jeez. For years. What? He died like 10, 12 years ago. Well, he was great in Corky Romano. He was oh. fucking whacking off with a belt around his neck. <laughs> Just shit. like in Corky Romano. Just like Choo-choo. in Corky Romano. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so they fucking... Huck gets all pissed off. There's a couple panels of, uh, of some soldiers <laughs> like... Like, what's going on in there? Let's go check it out. And then the next panel, they pop over, and Huck is just standing there, and both robots have their faces ripped off. <laughs> they're just they're just Terminators at that point, just fucking robotic skeletons, and Huck looks super badass. And uh, oh, it's, it's just awesome. Tells the uh, soldiers to run away. They do. Um, he then, to go find Orlov, uh, his mom says, you know, what are we going to do? I can't see anything. And Huck grabs a street light, a street <laughs> lamp, and fucking just throws it at him. Javelins that shit at the bus. <laughs> fucking awesome. That's miles away, I'm assuming. Yeah, miles away. Um, goes in, grabs him, and uh, she's talking to him. And because her 
power is mind control. She touches Orlov on the head and says, you know, wipe out all the computers. And he does. He gives up. He gives the file or the, the code that erases all the files. And then he Wait, makes but the classic. What this is sorry? like, he is supposed to be the smartest mm-hmm. dude in this book. Right. Mm-hmm. OK. What I don't understand between the like, OK, the page where she's touching him on the forehead, telling him, you know, do what I'm telling you to do. Erase everything. Then right. that what possessed him to have on the next page this fucking outbreak, this <laughs> outburst like a four year old child. <laughs> because he's a petulant asshole who thinks he's smarter than everyone else and has to show that off. I mean, Where that, Huck he, is just the, a petulant child and not right, anything else. Right. He's, <laughs> Huck is just precocious. There's a difference. It's a There's different. There's a difference. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, Orlov has this fucking absolute tantrum like a bratty child trying to show off how great he is, like a bully, pretty much, mm-hmm. and says, you know, I'm going to do this again. Uh, you might have wiped my files, but I still have my brain. I'm the fucking smartest motherfucker you've ever seen. You, and, like, and I mean, it, it's shocking now, the PC world that we live in, when I see the word retard written, like, I oh was like, oh, oh, my God. It's almost like it's the N-word for, fucking, you know, like. For stupid people. <laughs> no. No? Oh, okay. It's I'm just, I, I can't imagine a bunch of hip-hop songs, like, using retard now as the N-word has been used. Um, but, like, Orlov is so angry and having such a tantrum that he says, the only way to stop me is to kill me. And we both know you and the retard would never have the balls. And it was like, wow, dude. Oh. Wow. You have crossed the fucking line there, and <laughs> she uh, she just walks up to him, puts like puts her hand on his cheek, and a whispers, loving caress oh, yeah. on his face, <laughs> and just fucking destroys this guy's world in one sentence. She just says, "Forget everything you ever knew about science," and his eyes go big, and he is just fucking. Dumber than a bag of hammers at that point. <laughs> I like the, the the bottom image there with the soldier dude waving, waving his, his hand, hand for, <laughs> doing the John Cena in front of him. <laughs> Sir, you can't see me. I miss the days funnier. when we used to reference a leak of their own. <laughs> well, we just did, so there you go. <laughs> Loved you in the Wizard of Oz. Um, so they go home and uh, and Huck. What I love about this story is that after this giant fight, right, this, I mean, this world saved the world fucking fight, <laughs> his mom looks at him and he says, oh, no, I just realized I've fallen behind on my daily good deeds. And like they just go back to the really charming, sweet nature of Huck of baked a cake for this guy, helped some people in a flood, donated money to a political party, found mom's kitten, like just <laughs> just went around. And the sweetest thing in this book is at the very end, they're all sitting around the table, all the people in the neighborhood, and the lady uh, who is kind of kind of like a grandmotherly figure in the story um, says, you know, the, the lady across the street, she put her house up for sale because she's the one who added you to the newspapers, and that was some old bullshit, and she feels real bad about it. <laughs> she didn't say it that way. You're she, giving the old woman a bad vibe, okay? Well, you know, um, and then the panel... Uh, pops up. Huck goes to buy some flowers, and because all the all the good deeds he does are written in a different font, and they're kind of in a different color in their their word boxes, 
and uh, it says forgave someone who had something on their conscience. And he says, no hard feelings, Mrs. Davis. And it's just like, oh, man, what a fucking sweet, genuine ending. Like when when Mark Millar is good, oh. he may be the best. He knocks it out of the park. I mean, uh, it's uh, yeah. my damn. favorite scene of this little like, you know, he does all the good deeds. And then there's the, the scene where Huck is, I guess, unpacking the car for his mom. And the mother is talking to the little boy with the guitar on his back. And he's like, well, what if I freeze? What if I get stage fright? And she she touches his face like lovingly, like supportively. She's like, you're going to play better than you've ever played before. I insist. And the kid just walks off proud. Like, just, like that's those are feels. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's fucking good, man. I mean, he's got God damn it. He's good. This book, I am really excited, um, really, really excited to get this in trade and sit down and read through the whole thing cover to cover. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to play even, even better than it did issue to issue. I'm really, really loving this book. I really, this is the type of thing that I want to see, like, not as a movie, but just, like, as an HBO, like, give me six episodes, you know what I mean, or four mm-hmm. episodes, or whatever. Give me something with this. I fucking loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, I mean, the wrap-up at the end. Big, big thank you to Matt. Big the, thank you to Matt for bringing Shout out to Matt to Much. Attention. Obviously not a big fan of the show, because he's not fucking on tonight. <laughs> Bastard. Hold on, hold on. Oh, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My Matt Much impersonation. Matt Thank Charlie you. Brown Much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, buy this book. Buy the go shit buy the out of five this issues book, man. This or book wait is great. for trade. Yeah, god damn it. This what book a is good fucking book. fire. It is it's, fucking it's lit. lit. Lit, 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 lit. <laughs> so I was listening to the rest of Tiger Driver today. Can we still mention them? Yeah, no. We still mention them. Sure. Are they embargoed? No, is no, no. There no a, we're good. We're good. Don't a, worry. A TD one embargo? Okay. I just see their so, new logo. It's pretty sweet. That's pretty fucking dope. It's lit. You know what bothers me, Dan? You listen to Tiger Driver, but you don't listen to us. <laughs> I talk to you fuckers <laughs> twice a week. I want to hear your voices again. Aw. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Matt? Matt, Matt? Matt, you're here? Damn it. I think that's going to wrap it up uh, for us talking about Books this week. Anybody have any news they want to bring up? Anything we need to uh, discuss? Did you Did you see the uh, the reviews of of Cap? Yeah, everybody's like, surprisingly <laughs> enough, Marvel still hasn't <laughs> fucked it up. This is how you do it. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! This is how you do it. And that's not how we do it. It's but God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I, pretty much every review I've seen has said. Uh, this is either the best Marvel movie that they've made so far, or it is just as good as the rest of them. Well, I, yes, it's I, <laughs> the the referencing that I heard it is <clears throat> it is either the best or just as good as the one you think is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I like that sentiment. I, I, so, I mean, dude, the it the is. trailers alone. Yeah, I got mean, you hyped. When Spidey pops up. Like when when he yells underoos, <laughs> I mean that's it. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm so in now. I'm so. Do you in. remember Wait, our first conversation? What off of the first trailer? Off of the first off of the first trailer. Remember that first trailer 
Yeah, and you were that like, "Fuck this was movie!" And fuck nothing everything about like it. the rest of the trailers that released. No, you're it right. was a completely different movie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but so, of like trailers, I was saying, Marvel movies, mm-hmm. big fans of the show, mm-hmm. they listened and reworked their trailers just for yeah, me. They did. And I'd like good to for think them, that because holy shit, does this look good? But did the trailer for Doctor Strange come out this week or was that last week? Last week. I think we talked about it. Did you talk about it last week? Because we, I wasn't we, there last week. We, and We mentioned it yeah. last week, yeah. Holy shit. Lit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy when, shit. <laughs> when, when, when the Ancient One knocks Strange's astral form out of his body, it was like, she, all right, she, fucking hype. Off the charts, dude. She literally knocks him into the ethereal plane. Holy shit. <laughs> and when they start, like, when, I don't know if it's Mordo, I guess, is, um, like, bending the world around him as he's walking. I, I, I guess that's the character they're going with. Because I don't think it was... They really uh, didn't explain much in the trailers, which is good. See, like, that yeah. was a good first trailer. Yeah, it didn't show me Doomsday at the fucking end of it, <laughs> assholes. Um... I was more talking about the Captain America one, no, I, but I, yes, I just I have to I have to shit on it. Um, I'm contractually obligated. Oh, no, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> it's part of the deal that I signed with IDW, which is a very weird clause in their contract that I have to shit on DC movies. But whatever. I didn't tell you this. You weren't here. I think I think I told Dean. A buddy of mine works for a comic company, and for the longest time, I thought it was IDW. Mm-hmm. But it's not. He works for Dynamite. Oh, okay. But when I, w- when I was thinking it was IDW, I was going to have him send you a packet of stuff <laughs> with a cease and desist order <laughs> on proper letterhead. That would have been pretty good. <laughs> that would be amazing. Actually, like, look, can, can, stop talking about our shit. Here's asshole. your stuff. Stop talking. Can Dynamite just send him a cease and desist <laughs> instead? For no or reason. A, or a please and start yes, letter? Yes, I think please we start talked talking about, about our books. two books. <laughs> uh, Dresden Files. Pretty sure that's it. <laughs> no, we talked about uh, the Shadow. She- the Shadow. Oh yeah, because that was Shadow great. was dope. Ah. I liked it. Oh, that that was a good. That was exactly what Shadow should have been. Anyway, yeah, I liked the Shadow book. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, Doctor Strange. Fucking hyped as fuck for that movie. And in a couple weeks, we are going to talk about Captain America: Civil War. And I'm fucking hyped as shit for that movie too. So that's going to wrap up uh, issue. 81 of the Paper Cuts podcast. Announcer guy, tell him a few things. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Thanks again, announcer guy. Once again, thank you for listening to the Paper Cuts podcast. If you have a minute after you're done listening to the show, why don't you head on over to iTunes or Stitcher, leave us a five-star review, uh, leave us a rating. It's the best way to get eyes and ears on the show, helps move us up the charts, and it is absolutely free of charge. If you ever want to get a hold of any of us, you can send us a general email at mail at geekade.com. And if you want to follow any of us individually, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Dan. You can follow Evan at... Geekade underscore Evan. And you can follow Dean at... Kimono underscore Vestlord. 
Lastly, you could follow Matt at Geekade Matt, but uh, at fucking flat lever. Hey, hey. Oh man. At at Symposium Goer ninety four. Fucking god damn it, I miss Matt. Um, <laughs> join us next week as we talk about a whole bunch of more comics, and hopefully it's a better week than this week. Until that time, for Evan Goldstein, for Dean DeFalco, for Matthew Much, and for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. Eighty-seven? Is that what we said, or eighty-one? Oh yeah, yeah, 80, 80, no, eighty-one. Eighty-one. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the paper putt. Because <laughs> <laughs> you started too quick, man. <sighs> paper putts. The paper putts cod past. Cod paste. <laughs> oh, it's a bunch of cod swallop, is what it is. <clears throat>